In this, the second episode of my two-part special with coach and mentor Tony V, he expands on the catalytic revelations that took him from the road to fear and down the road to love. We look at the chemistry of human emotion and why it's impossible for love and fear to exist in the human body at the same time. And most importantly, Tony reveals the secret to living a 10 out of 10 life. Please join me as we look at life through a different lens. My old world was full of pain. It was very red. And so what what needed to happen to move me towards, you know, living a more 10 out of 10 life, which is more green. Mm. So I one day went to, um, I, I started doing a lot of personal development. Um, and I, I actually remember reading a book. Somebody gave me a book um, and they kept asking me whether I'd read it. And I kept saying, no, I haven't read it. Mm. And one day I picked it up and, and went in the bath and started reading it in the bath. And it was one of those where, now I started reading it. I couldn't stop reading it. So I yeah. keep turning yeah. the hot tap on because the water kept getting <laughs> cold and my fingers have all gone like razor. <laughs> and, and, but I, kept, I was so glued to it. I, mean, I never read the whole book. I only read about a quarter of it. But this in this book, I learned a massively uh, big real. I had a big realisation that my perception of life was this sort of model of, of the world. And in that model of the world, I had a load of beliefs. And it was at that moment that I thought, so what beliefs could I have? I got excited about these beliefs about money. So what do I believe about money? What do I believe about relationships? See, I believe that relationships were very painful. Well, mm. maybe they maybe they don't have to be. You know, supposing, you know, relationships were to bring you the greatest experience of your life. But I had a model that wasn't very good and didn't work. So um, changing my beliefs was what my very first uh, step. And I got my model. And one day, uh, my model of red and green. And one day I went to this uh, talk. It was like a personal development mm. talk in the evening. I remember after, it was in Waterloo and I had to get a train to get there. And, uh, and when I got there, um, there was uh, two speakers on the stage that evening. And they were a couple and they came from Hawaii. And they were sort of what I call more in the spiritual development world than the personal development world. There's it's quite a bit of difference between those two things, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, they started to, um, they, they had this funny way of speaking. She sort of looked, I always say she was like hot lips. She was very tall. Hot lips <laughs> in, in uh, what was the programme? In MASH. Uh, hot lips, yeah. Hot lips, yeah. Hulan, that's going back, Tony. Hot yeah. lips, Hulan in MASH. Sorry, the young viewers are going, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, she was very tall and very slim. And he was like Danny DeVito. He was like a little tall, he was a little short tubby bloke. Anyway, they did this thing where she'd come to the front of the stage and do her bit, and then he, they'd sort of swap round. So they speak, spoke separately. It was very weird. Anyway, she came to the front of the stage, and she gave me another catalytic moment. It was so amazing because mm. she said something that like sparked me off. Mm. What she said, which is probably more commonly known, this was 20 years ago, yeah? But at that time, even though I was on a bit of a personal development train, I'd never heard this saying, but she said, you cannot have fear and love in your body at the same time. Yeah, it's true. And I'm going, wow you know wow i just went wow so that means that if you're in the red you're never going to experience the green you have to do something like i did with the fish you've got to take some action you've got to like you know do something different if you want a green experience so Mm -hmm. i just made that and then on the way back on the train um i sort of made up a little story um which um, i call the road to fear road to love so I sort of prophesized that, you know, your life is is a one way street. You know, you cannot, whatever age you are right now, you can't go backwards. No. So it's a one way street. And then I sort of, you know, my change of perception was to realize that you sometimes come to a roundabout in your life, metaphorically, mm. driving along the road, get to this roundabout. So imagine going around the roundabout, but there's no signposts. You haven't got a sat nav like you have in today's world. So, mm. you know, you don't really know where you're going. Anyway, there's you, you go past the first turning on the on the roundabout, and then there's a bit of a you know a service station thing, and then you come round to the, the other e- exit, um, and it's the only other one that you could take. So you you go up there, 
But when you go up there, there's like a barrier across the road. So I always say to people, so what happens if you come to a barrier in the road? You know, what do you do? Well, some, you get the old James Bond type who said, well, I smashed through it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Most people go, well, I just turn around and go back. Yeah. So you go back to the roundabout, but you can't go down the road to life because the one you come along, because that's a one-way street. So you end up going down the other turning, which little known to you is the road to fear. Now, yeah. when you go down the road to fear, you come to another roundabout. So I often say to people, do you know, when I'm doing this in audiences, mm. I'm put your hand up if you know anybody that worries about anything. Well, of course, people sort of laugh. They actually don't rush to put their hand up. It's sort of a bit of a trick mm. question, but it's an odd question, isn't it? So and I go, you know, do you know that? Is that person, do you know them very well? Well, of course, you know, what's the truth? How many people are right this second worrying about something? And, and so the state of worrying or the chemistry, this was my point with you can't have fear and love in your body at the same time. Mm. There's a chemistry which goes with the feeling or the emotion that we call worry. And that that chemistry, you cannot have love in your body at the same time. You just can't. Mm, The chemistry of love is a completely different chemical concoction. Yeah. So anyway, of the 8 billion people on the planet, I go, how many are living in the state of worry? And then, of course, I always say, you know, some people are not 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 happy with living in worry, so they go further down the road to fear. And there's a whole series of roundabouts, which are basically think of them like negative emotions. They're sort of like so. Think of how many people do you know? Someone's a good question again. Do you know someone that suffers from anxiety? So think about there being a whole roundabout and people living off that roundabout that live mm. anxiety in their body. So yeah. there's no hope. There is zero hope of them experiencing love in their life in any way, shape, or form if you're an anxious person. And also they'll just be going round and round yes, and round absolutely. that roundabout. Yeah. yeah. So how many people do you reckon live with anxiety in their body without really realizing that they're cutting off the possibility of having a happy, loving, fulfilling life? Because you cannot have those two things at the same time. So then I go, look, you could go further down. There's about 350 negative emotions that a human can experience. You know, so mm-hmm. think of it like we're like a chemical set. This is why it is like the fish. You know, our, we are a massive chemical set and we make emotions from inside ourselves. We create them. So something happens outside of you, you create, you have a an experience of that thing outside of you, and then you you make a set of chemicals that give you a feeling. and That respond to that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you have a set of behaviours that goes with that emotion, which is incredible. And that's what creates your next experience is your behaviour. Mm. So anyway, look, think of it, 350 negative emotions. I often say to people, look, you know, make a list of your top three emotions that you know have got a negative edge to them and just look at them, just have them on a piece of paper and go, yeah, Look, if I didn't have these in my life, how different would my life be? It's a oh, great, yeah. you know, and like then you could like literally circle the biggest one and go, well, let me work on that one. Because if I could get rid of that, how different would my life be? So anyway, look, the other words I use that are common, I go, do you know, do you know anyone that suffers from frustration? Mm. In how many millions of people must be frustrated right now? Do you know anyone that's angry? or has the emotion of anger on a regular basis. I mean, this is scary how many angry people there are. Yeah. And then you go like, you know, in my world, you know, depression was a big thing. Depression is sort of beyond anger. You know, when your anger runs out of power, we tend to get depressed because it's like we're, we're doing something that's not working. When something continues not to work, we get a bit like this. Yeah, you know? it's it's that powerlessness, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's short-term I think, um, uh, as I once learned, that short term, uh, a short term powerlessness belief results in anger. A long term powerlessness belief results in depression. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, right now you can check this on the old internet. Um, I believe that in the UK alone, the statistics for people, for every hundred people, about eighteen of them are on antidepressants. Right, right this moment. And you go, 
wow, that's nearly 20%. Plus. That's just the people taking, you know, a prescribed drug. But there will be other people that are depressed that never gone to the doctors. So like a big chunk of us are way down what I call the road to fear. With depression in their body, they've got the chemistry of depression, apathy, no energy, no, they feel disempowered with life, you know, mm. um, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And the only, because again, we're not taught this, the only place they can go is to the doctors. And the doctors, you know, I've had doctors come to me and say, can you teach me how you get people out of this? And, mm. and of course, we do it with, with no drugs, but look, bless them. They've only got like 10 minutes with each patient. Mm. And look, many of them don't want to write prescriptions for antidepressants because they know they're addicted. So, you know, you could be on, I know one person in my family that has been on antidepressants. They're 45 now. They took their first antidepressant when they were 15, Prozac, yeah? And yeah. that's 30 years of taking Prozac. What do you think the effect of that is? When actually, you know, and the problem is you're in such a low state, it's hard to get out of it. So this road to fear can end up with masses of people. But look, the lesser state of just worrying, there's millions of people doing that. And what they don't, what you know, so I would say to people, so look, if you recognize you've got a negative emotion going on in your body, you'll have more than one. You're never going to have more than 10, but you might have three, you might have five, you know. So just get, be aware of what they are. Your first step is to become aware. And then you, you get yourself in a position where you can get back to the roundabout before you went down the road to fear, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call that roundabout which we first went round before we ended up inadvertently going down the road to fear. I call that the roundabout of choice. So I didn't know until I was 47 years old that I had a choice. I just thought, you know, once I discovered I'm a five out of 10, I didn't know I had a choice. I just was going with society, the flow, thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, get yourself a house, get yourself a car, get yourself some money, get yourself a wife, get yourself a family, you will be happy. That's the promise. But unfortunately, what we don't realise is that we have not got the other training required to be happy, healthy and fulfilled as well. So, you know, realising you've got a choice that you don't have to go down the road to fear means that you can go back to where the barrier was. Because I go, this barrier, you need to go and investigate this barrier because most people are not told about this barrier. It's like, it looks like you're not supposed to go there. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be unhappy, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, you know, pay your taxes and die, you know. like it, it, I'm sure there's nobody out there sitting thinking that. You know, yeah. I do believe a lot of people will blame the government because blame lives down the road to fear. When your yeah. lot's not good, You'll start blaming people, situations, circumstances outside of you for your lot. Well, you know? I think I think that this is the the crucial thing, Tony, because when you and and it's a concept that a lot of people are incredibly resistant to, is that whatever wherever we are, as you've said, you know, wherever we are in our lives, we have created that. We yeah, aren't exactly. victims. We are the creators of our own life. And wherever our focus is creates more of that. Yeah. And and in that in that sense of taking responsibility for our creation, whether it's good or bad, once we understand and take responsibility, that does give us power to say, well, actually, if I can create this, as you say, I can create something that is absolutely incredible. So yeah. I have the power and it's not, you know, there are certain, there are outside circumstances, but again, we have created those, you know, we've, yeah. we've put ourselves in that position with these circumstances. And I think this yeah. is the, this is the thing that, you know, with school and, and uh, or the education system, we are really going back to what we said um, earlier is that we are really uh, brainwashed into believing that we don't have a choice. Yes, I think I that's it. I agree. And I think from a framing viewpoint, in other words, how am I going to frame this up so that we don't take on the victim position? Yeah. Because the victim lives in the red. You know, yeah. it's happening to me. There's not much I can do about it. Yeah. yeah. That's the powerless place. 
So the change of perception comes from often asking yourself the first question and you've gone like, and I, I'm 100% with you because it's obviously where we are. But mm. for some people that are in the red might be hearing this for the first time. Yeah. There's some sort of, you know, that's a massive jump to go, well, how did you create it? So to yeah. go from I'm the victim to how did I create it is a massive jump. Yeah. My favourite question that if if you're hearing this sort of stuff for the first time, or you might have heard it lots of times but not really bought into it, mm. think of something in your life that's not working very well. Now, obviously, we could go, we could say to you, you know, how have you created that? That feels a bit strong. Yes, it's a bit. Yeah. If it's something that you've never even considered, yes. you know, and you've been in this in the red, it is massive to, to, massive to take on that question. responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And so look, and most people's reaction is, well, hold on a minute. It's not my fault. It's their fault because yeah. that's the red world works. So once you know how the red world works, it's very empowering because you now know you've got a choice. But my first question is like a, it's a smaller version of it is take one thing that's not working and then ask yourself. So if I have been contributed in any way to this situation, how might I have contributed? Mm. You see, that's just like it's not such a big step because sometimes we can see like a little crack in the door that goes, yeah, well, I did do that or I did say that. Or I did, I do think that. And that sometimes, that little crack, once the door's open and you see the light, you know, you want to see more light, so you're more likely to push the door open. So if the step of, you know, how did you create that situation is too big, you know, just see if you could open the door with that little one that says, yeah, if I did contribute in any way to this situation, mm. What did that look like? It's a nice little gentle question mm. that will give you that first change of perception if the crack opens mm. and you see the light. Because I always go, if you're living in the red, you're living in the dark, you know. Yeah, wherever, yeah. Wherever there's darkness, if you open the door, the light just comes in, you know. It doesn't, mm. there's nothing to stop it, you know. It just comes in. If you're in a dark room and, and there's, you know, somebody opens the door, the light will come in. So you've got to open the door. And so the, the gateway to the or the barrier that stops us, which is very, very interesting. So if I said that the road on the opposite side to the road to fear, I call it the road to love and truth. Now, you know, these two words, obviously, when you're in the red, the word love has a different meaning. We tend mm. to think that, you know, we're looking for, as we said earlier, we're looking for love outside of us. We're looking for somebody mm. to love us, whether it's our parents, our siblings, our you know, partner, um, our kids, we want them, we're trying to get love. So when you're in the red, you're normally trying to get things from outside of yourself. Whereas the green world is very much right. It's like you learn that love's inside of you and then you share that. So in other words, you give it to somebody else and then they actually are very likely to give it back to you. It's a little bit like, you know, if I say, if something goes wrong, you know, imagine, um, I don't know, just think of something go to a hotel and something's not working and you go down to reception and then you lambast the person at reception because <laughs> something in your room's not working. In other words, you're angry with them. Mm. What is their response? Like they are trained as well to deal with customer complaints. But if you're angry and nasty to them, are they more or less likely to help you or want to help you? Well, they're less likely to want to help you, of course. Yeah. yeah. And they might be trained to be patient and what have you. But if you're nasty or aggressive to them, mm. you know, inside they're thinking, well, you know. And yeah. Well, and that's that. It's interesting, isn't it? It's our natural response because also we're reflecting onto somebody. Absolutely. So if you reflect anger to somebody, they're going to mirror that sort of back you to you even to, yeah we're likely yeah. to experience anger back yeah yeah so that is actually how you create anger so yeah. you could think oh that person was nasty to me but hold on a minute you were nasty to them yeah so you think in that context so imagine now going to the the guy and going look i wonder if you could help me because i've got a bit of a problem now if you ask somebody to help you because you've got a bit of a problem mm. i promise you that almost all people will want to help you Yes, you totally. This incredible thing that when something goes wrong, think of 9-11. What did everybody do? They all rushed to help. Think mm. of anything small. You know, there's a lost child in the supermarket. What do they do? They rush to help. 
Everybody mm. wants to help people. So mm. you just have to ask for help. You know, mm. I wonder if you could help me. I've got a bit of a problem in my room. Tell them the problem. Now, what's what what effect have you had on their chemistry? What effect does that chemistry have on their behavior? So I always go, look, if you live in the green, you have to the barrier, the very first barrier is you have is I call it the barrier of trust. So you have to trust that if you become a nicer person, in other words, you mm. activate your what I call your lover, love chemicals, you know, these are the opposite. So the chemistry of the red is really adrenaline and cortisol. These are our fight and flight chemicals where, you know, we're supposed to have them for an emergency, but people have come to use them in their everyday life. Mm. Whereas this other chemistry, the love chemistry, which is like, you know, your, your endorphins and your oxytocin, these yeah. type of hormones and chemicals these are inside of you all the time. If you activate those and live with those activated and trust that they that that will work, that barrier opens up automatically. I will say, if you just drive up to that barrier and trust and you're in control mm -hmm. of your chemistry, your inner world, that barrier opens up a whole new world for you. Yeah. Now, yeah. the only thing is that there, I will say, there's another barrier just a little bit further down which is basically you cannot enter the, the green world where health, happiness and fulfillment live. You cannot enter that world if you take with you your old baggage. No, you've got to let you that go. To, you have to let go of the past and go, right, let me, the green, in the green world, we live in the moment. You know, when mm. people say I've got a problem, you know, I go, well, have you got that problem like in this moment right here, right now? And often the answer is no. So, you know, um, I always call the second barrier the barrier of letting go. So you've got to put down all your baggage. That's all your old stuff that you carry around that's given you the life experience you've got. And then suddenly this world opens up to mm. you where I literally say to people, look, this is where magic and miracles happen. Yes. This is where, yeah. this is where the avatars talk about. You've activated this inner state of love this inner state of happiness, that is where magic and miracles live. Now, the thing is, you do have to keep trusting that in that place, things are going to happen that you could never know are going to happen. So you have to be good with not knowing what's going to happen, but trust that it's going to be good. And mm. um, I also always have a saying is no matter what happens, you just have to say this to yourself, no matter what happens, I know that I can deal with it. Mm. So because like if you if you do it in that, like we've said at the hotel reception and you ask for help, then suddenly the a world of magic and miracles open up. Mm. And this is where I say happiness lives here. Fulfillment lives here. You know, all the things that you want to experience in your life that are external start from the inside out, mm. not the outside in. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's an inside out job, um, yeah. and and I think it's that thing, and it really is a massively deep shift in perception. Absolutely, it's, because it's we're because we're releasing the old egoic self that yes. wants to keep you small and safe and secure. Don't go, don't touch the barrier. Yeah, don't touch Do, that, you know, it? don't. Yeah, don't touch that. Duh, duh, duh. You know, but it's like it's like don't touch the barrier because if because you don't know what's behind it because because yeah. uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. So people are searching for certainty all the time. Yeah, so they yeah. Want they want proof. They want evidence. But that's your red world. That's yeah, old world thinking. I call it. You know, old world thinking. This is new world thinking. Mm. So old world thinking is operating this part of you, which is like you say, it's your mind. It's your egoic mind that basically is out of control. It's basically mm. out of control. And it's very reactive because it's got the fight and flight chemicals activated when there isn't anything to be, you know, fearful of. It's like, you know, we are very blessed to live in the UK, you know, and I appreciate 20% mm. of the people live in not easy circumstances, but even this can work for them. It can definitely work for them. But 80% mm. of the people, you know, they've got a pr pretty good lot. You know, when you, I mean, obviously, if you watch the news, you think the whole bloody world is falling apart, you know, because mm, mm. they, they talk about life in the 20% all the time. Mm, what about mm. these people? What about these people? But actually, they represent about 20% of the people. 
So these people often need an extra helping hand, which is why we have a charity. We go, look, let's go and help those people. Yeah. People are better helped if you put your hand up. If you honestly, if you if you recognize him from this, maybe I do live in the red world. Um, then you might go, right, one of the best things for me to do is put my hand up and ask for help. Yeah. If and, you ask and, for help, it's out there. It's all there. And also what we'll do, which is going to be really great, is your 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 happiness test. Yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes to your yeah. happiness test. So people will be able to take the test and have yeah. a little look and see yeah. where on that scale that you were talking about from zero to 10. You find out your number and you go, well, whatever the number is, I'm good with it. The most important thing when you do the test is be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because there's no point in, you know, some people are very hard on themselves and they score themselves very low. Other people, are, you know, they're, they're delusional, giving themselves a high score when it's not true. So I just go, go, you know, to your heart and go, what's the truth? And, and when you answer each of the questions, there's 10 questions. They're very simple. You'll answer them like that. You know, it takes you less than a minute to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you literally go, so when I think of my health right now, what number jumps out at me? And a number comes at you intuitively, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you just put that number in and then it it adds it all up and then it sends you. You have to put your email address in, but it mm-hmm. sends you a video. Now, I always say, if your number is in, it will give you a score straight away and it will give you your number, your colour. Mm. It will say you're in the red, you're in the amber, you're in the green, yeah? Mm. Um, but wherever you are, it will send you a video. Now, it's about putting an hour of your life aside. If you've listened to this, you've listened to an hour. This is an mm. hour, the next hour, which mm. will then go, right, what do I need to do next then, yeah? So I think there's a there, there's a lot of value in doing that and it will send you a, a video uh, for each of the areas of life, be it health, be it wealth, you know, whatever it is, relationships, it's it will there's a little training for each area giving you suggestions. So it's like put your hand up for help with the relationship. There's a little video there. Yeah, okay, this is my first step. It's like my first baby step towards mm. solving a problem that I've got that I, you know, I've now become aware that I might be able to solve this, you know, mm. but it'll be in a different way to, you know, going to the doctors or you know, asking yeah. your friends or family because, you know, that doesn't normally help either. So. But that's but that's the interesting thing, isn't it? People will only take the test when they actually realise that they can't ignore the pain any longer. Yes. Yeah. You know, and people only really do something about that pain when it becomes something that, that it is really noticeable, you know, yeah. and, well, and it's I... It's very true. This is so true with relationships. Obviously, Nikki and me yeah. doing relationship coaching, counselling, whatever you like to call it, you know. And, um, you know, we use a zero to ten. Where are you in your relationship line? And I have this sort of little, um, what do you call it, like a little table. So I go, look, if you score in between um, eight and ten, you're, you're, you're all good. You know, it's a bit mm-hmm. like that screen. If you're scoring five, six or seven, you're in this sort of what I call the OK zone, which is the very dangerous place to be, where things aren't quite as good as they could be, but you're ignoring them. You, you, you know, instead of like that's a if you score like a seven, then to me that is you need to take some action because the yeah. gap is not going to get smaller. It's going to get bigger over your life. As things go wrong, your gap gets bigger because you don't know how to resolve it. Nobody's mm. told you how to resolve it. And what you're doing is not working. Otherwise, you would have resolved it. So yeah. you need to get some new tools in your toolkit or some new perception so that you can change direction. But then I say, look, if you score three or four, you're in the danger zone. Mm. So you need to definitely take some action then. Or if you score a one or two, you're now in the emergency zone. This is like, okay, if this was your health, We'd be picking up the phone and dialing 999. Mm. So how many people do you think come to us having done their score that are in, you know, the the sort of 8, 9 and 10? Well, no one. No one ever comes to us and says their relationship is an 8, 9 or 10. But if you're an 8, you've still got a gap. So this is a place to educate yourself. Now, if they're, you know, um, a a 5, 6 or 7, they still don't come. They still don't come. Mm. You know, it's like they wait until they're in the one or two. And it's like, you know, exactly. one of them's got their suitcase packed or one of them's already left. Yeah. And then they ask for help. Yeah. But it's so difficult because the gap between them has grown so big. They've said things that can't be taken back. 
They've done things that are terrible to each other. And now we, they expect us to turn around and fix that in like a millisecond as though we've got some magic pill. Well, there isn't. You know, the trick to life is to notice that you know you're not you're not near enough to attend and think about what's in your gap today. what's in the gap yeah what's, what's in the in gap? gap and then now you know yeah. it's costing me and that gap is not going to get smaller yeah. doing what you're already doing it's yeah. going to get bigger so it's what is find out it's like um many people when they see our first trainings go yeah i know say so what what have you learned what have you learned about mm. you and, he, and and many of them will say it's like well the answer seems to be I don't know what I don't know. You know, I don't know what I don't know. And that's so true, you know. Like, so what could you know that would turn things around now? And that is why it's such a, you know, realise you've got a choice. Realise you can put your hand up and ask for help. Mm. You you don't have to ask us for help. Loads of people ask us for help. We're open to help everyone, of course. But there are many people out there that can help you in different areas of your yeah, life. Yeah, and, and how do something as opposed to do nothing. You know, if you if you do nothing, nothing happens. Well, exactly. If you do nothing, nothing will change. If you do no. something, at least you're on the road to you're going to try it on. You're going yeah. to try it on. See if it yeah. fits. See if it fits. Not, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. not the first time. Maybe your first gambit might not be. But that's why I like the road to fear, road to love, because it gives you this opportunity to realise that you've got a choice. Mm. You've got a choice. You do not have to live this way. So that is a very big change of perception. Mm. And you have to want to do it, you know. Mm. And look, first it starts off with information. That's all. If you think about it, it's a change of information. It's an education. It's the education you didn't have. The bit they left off the curriculum. Now, don't be a victim of that. And let's not make schools bad. Because no. The teachers do a great job. Fantastic. Do the nurses and doctors in the National Health Service do it? They do a fantastic job, Mm. you know. Um, And so I go, let's not make them wrong. This is a societal thing, you know. Mm. It's like we collectively have ended up with an education system or uh, that have got bits that are like, you know, we could really do with knowing but aren't on the curriculum. So Mm. it becomes our responsibility. It's a bit like, you know, we if we think we live in a nanny state you know like for example with health you go who's responsible for your health well, well you are look there's nobody more you know nobody more in control of your health than you okay mm. but if you believe that you got this or you got this or i caught this then that is and then you go to the doctors this is a mindset that's going to cause you more challenge in mm. other words of you know, it's a bit like your car. You know, if you wait for your car to break down before you take it to the garage, it's going to have more serious, it's going to cost more to fix normally hmm. than if you have it serviced regularly. So, like, yeah. I always go, look, the National Health is amazing, but we tend to use it when we're in, in serious trouble. Yeah. And yeah. actually, it's your responsibility not to get into serious trouble. So what you eat, what you think. Um, how you exercise, how you make, all of these things are there to be learnt so mm. that you, you you do genuinely only use it as a sort of, you know, emergency. Yeah. You don't need to use it. You're not, you are responsible for you. You're responsible for your thinking. You're responsible for everything in your life, really. And even if things are very, very tough, if you realise that that taking responsibility is a choice, if you realise it's a choice, you will take that first step. So mm. it's like that for me is 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 what the change of perception nearly but needs to be. In other words, this is not happening to me. Somehow, at some level, I am creating my life experience, and I have a choice to create a different experience. Yeah, that can be very empowering. Yeah, yeah. Course, the red world has us all addicted to things. So do you think about addictions? What am I addicted to? Because when in the red world, when we're not feeling good, we know we don't feel good and we want to feel better. We know that. So what we tend to do is get things from outside ourselves to make us feel better. Yeah, now, totally. That could be, you know, watching the telly. That could be, you know, eating sugar foods, which give us a bit of a lift. It could be drinking alcohol because that gives you a lift. It could be, you know, having a bet, doing the lottery, going to the gambling shop. 
It could be um, taking yeah. drugs, you know, whether you're yeah. taking a headache tablet or you're on illegal drugs. All of these things are very prevalent in the red world. Yeah. If we know we don't feel good and we want to feel better, but we resort to things outside of ourselves. Well, yeah. the secret is they're already in there. That's exactly. It. Those things are external things that are a quick yeah. fix that move us further away Absolutely. from. Because they're addictive, you become addicted to them. Yeah. So long. You know, you have your first drink, you are on the road to becoming an alcoholic, you know, because it does make you feel better for a millisecond. But then what it does is it makes you want another drink because you want the feeling. It's I always say, look, alcohol, alcoholics are not addicted to alcohol. They're not. People think they are. They think they're addicted to Mm. alcohol. They're not. They're addicted to the feeling of feeling better. Mm. That's why they take the drink, because the drink makes them feel better yeah. in some way. So they're actually addicted to wanting a better feeling, or, which is a good thing. Yeah. You just don't need to do it with drink. You need to do it with something else. With something else. But it, it's yeah. that thing, isn't it? Like you say that alcoholics will, they're addicted to the feeling. And that feeling might be to numb any feeling. Of course, because that yeah. feels better. Yeah, than, than the pain of, of the Absolutely. present moment. Yeah. You know, the antidepressant does the same. It makes you feel that bit better. So the problem, but the problem is it's addictive. Yeah. But the thing is, this is the exciting bit for me that I discovered in my, and I wrote more in my New Testament, you know. Yeah. You can get addicted in a healthy way to being happy. Yeah. Because, you see, the drug of happiness that you create is so incredible that you don't need other drugs. You, you don't need anything else because you can, by creating that feeling inside of you, and then you you are like a different soul walking around. There's a good argument that says, look, when you're in the red, basically you're miserable. Mm. You know, there's sort of misery is your persona. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you've heard of auras, it's said that humans have this sort of aura. We have this sort of field, you know, that's around us. So if you're miserable or you're, you know, let's just say you're an anxious person or you're you're angry person, or you're a depressed person and many, many other you know, possibilities that you could feel, you are carrying that around. So when you walk into, you know, the supermarket, you've got that persona with you. Mm-hmm. And people that walk past you, you know, I always say to people, can you feel when somebody's not in a good mood? Mm. Well, you can. You massively mm. know they're not in a good mood. So if you really become the observer of people, you'll see that people are walking around. They're not particularly happy. They're mm. not. They are, I always call it they're half happy. Yeah. But then if you go, but what's my energy? You know, when you go to the checkout in the supermarket, how are you with the checkout person? You know, mm. if you are super happy to that person, you can change their day. Yeah. Well, it's I, I literally go, look, give things. So I, I, one thing I did once I, I, I do this. Nick is very good at this as well. Is because in the green world, you become a giver. Yeah. A giver rather than a getter. Yeah. yeah so a giver. So once I was at Sainsbury's and there was this little old lady looking very fed up behind me. Anyway, I put all my shopping and every week I buy Nikki flowers. She loves flowers. Mm. I mean, she mm. just loves them. And so I go, well, look, I know that although there's something outside of her, she, when she's doing all the flowers in the vase, you know, she gets massive pleasure out of that, even though mm. it's outside of her, you know. Anyway, this little old lady behind me said, oh, isn't it? Who are you buying the flowers for? They're so lovely. I said, I buy my wife flowers every week, you know, because it brings joy, happiness. They look amazing in their house. She loves doing it. It's like, you know, she said, oh, I wish somebody buys buy me flowers. So I gave her the flowers. Now, mm-hmm. you can, because I could go and buy some more. Look, I, I appreciate, mm-hmm. I, I'm, look, I'm not a zillionaire, but mm-hmm. you can buy a bunch of flowers in Sainsbury's for a fiver. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like the end of the world. So, but by giving her the flowers, honestly, that woman went from like a little depressed, fed up old lady to, and, and of course she's trying to give them back. She's going, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm going, no, 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 you take them. Honestly, she was so walked out there happy. And and honestly, we give things a lot, you know, because but I that's, go. That's the thing, isn't it? Sorry, Tony, that's the thing. 
it's the energy, whether it's, as you say, whether it's something that is a material thing or whether you're giving off an energy of a smile or whether you kind of look at yourself in the morning and in the mirror and go, God, I look amazing. And you go out and it's that energy. People do see that that energy, that aura. They feel it and they they notice. Yeah, totally. And they're drawn to it. So yes. if you haven't got any yeah. friends, it's because your energy is not very good, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, people are not attracted to that. But if you're, yeah. a, let's call it a happy person, not happy clappy, but in a, you exude, yeah. and you exude love and joy and you share that with others, they, you'll have friends coming out the woodwork because they're attracted yeah. to you. And yeah. you can honestly make a difference to their life. Yeah. I heard a saying once that said, look, you know, if you're, if you're not doing well yourself, find somebody who's doing worse than you and help them. Yeah. This yeah. is a great little saying, you know, because, yeah. you know, there's another little thing that says giving is living. You know, so the more that you can do green things, notice that giving's got a G on it. It's, it's green, you know. It's green, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you think, right, what do I need to do to create a more green life? So think about it. It's trust first. Trust that when you... You know, if you are happy, healthy and fulfilled, you move towards that, then you can have all of this magic and miracles happen. But you're not allowed to take your old baggage with you. You can't be a moaner or a misery. You've got to leave that at the gateway of the green Mm. world and then see what happens. Try it on. You know, speak Mm. to people. Be, Be like I said, when you go to the hotel bloke, be nice to them, you know, be loving to them, be caring to them. It doesn't matter who it is spread that around and you will receive that back that's and that is you'll see yourself be the creator of your experience exactly you will be the creator of your experience and what an experience it has been talking to you <laughs> <laughs> i she, run over Oh, d- Tony, do you know what? This is this is this is so great. I'm I'm going to make this two episodes actually. Um but um what was I going to say it's just Thank you so much because, first of all, your story is so fantastic. And also the realisations, you know, those catalytic moments that you had that shifted your perception, that completely changed your life. And now you and Nikki are changing thousands of people's lives. Mm. And if so, so before we kind of finish up and and it has been a fascinating conversation um could you please let i mean i'll put all your contact details into the um into the show notes but what i'd really like you to do is if you could just share um because you've told us you know the the most the sort of the catalytic sort of things that people said that helped you shift your perception but um if people want to contact you and Nikki, could you just share briefly what you do and how they can contact you? And you were talking about you you do, you've got a, a charity and how that works. Yeah, sure, sure. So look, I know that this 20% of people that are struggling, you know, can't afford necessarily personal, spiritual development, whatever you want to call it, development. They can't, and often they're not in a good enough place, you know. Mm. So you know, we need to be there to help them. So um we created this thing called um, the 1010 movement, which is about mm. starting to move from wherever you are to live in a 10 out of 10 life experience. And so if you're open to educating yourself, we've made over 100 um, short videos, um, which we used to put up every week, but we've had a break because we've been doing something else. Mm. But all the videos are on YouTube. Um, you can do the life test. So if you type in www dot like you do, uh, 10, the number 10, and then a little hyphen and then another 10. So it's 10 hyphen 10 dot life. So instead of being dot com, you put mm. life dot life. That will take you to the happy test. So you can do the happy test, put your email in, and then you get a load of free videos, which, you know, are this sort of stuff. But, you know, it's pick and choose what you want. But the first, I'd encourage you to watch the first one. It's an hour long. It's the road to be a road to love story in full. So you, you really get to go, okay, that's amazing. And you mm. can use it, you know, if you're a teacher, for example, and you're watching that, use it. I say to everyone, use the story, you know, use your mm. story, make it up for yourself because it's very empowering to people. Um, so that that's there. 
just use it. You can you'll see the link to the YouTube thing. How it all works is very simple. Obviously, Nikki and me um, tend to help people in our daily lives um, with any relationship, intimate relationship challenges. So, as I said, like if you score your intimate relationship out of ten and it's not a eight, nine, or ten, then really it's good to get some help. Because how amazing would it be to to have a relationship with another human where you're both living at a 10 out of 10? Exactly. Incredible. It's what everybody wants. Yeah. You have to to put some effort in, you know. Yeah. It comes for nothing. Now, if you go to our webpage, it's uh, www as always. But if you put in Tony, T-O-N-Y and A-N-D, and then Nikki, Nikki spelled N-I-C-K-I. But it's Tony and Nikki V, which is our surname, VWE.com. It'll take you to our website. And you'll see oh. there's there's a, a we call it a store on there, a relationship store. And there's actually quite a lot of freebies in there, um, like the top 10 things that go wrong in intimate relationship. Uh, mm. The love zones, which is where you score yourself, and then you can read about what life's like in that zone and what you can do to get in the next zone up, mm. type of thing. Mm. Um, there's things like the common things that go wrong in relationships is communications. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we've got a, a freebie training in there. It's an hour long, I think. You know, it's not it's not just a quick thing. You know, it's like explains, you know, about communication. There's another mm. one on trust. Trust often gets broken in relationships. Yeah. So there's a few freebies in there. And then obviously there's a, you can have a live session with Nikki and me. We, yeah. we have a payment for that. It's actually only £75. It normally mm about an hour and you can press a button and book a session and both me and nikki can be there for you as an individual or yeah better, if your relationship's not working we'll be there with you as a couple yeah and, and so time. And we will work out a bit of a plan of what you need to do to start moving towards living a 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 life yeah yeah that's amazing so that's the oh, on one hand and the relationship stuff. Yeah. So, so people, there are lots of ways that people can actually, after this, if they, if they would like to take the test, as I say, I'll, I'll also include all the information, all your contact details in the show notes. But if people want to, if they're feeling, because this is the thing, it's if you, if you're just feeling a little bit dissatisfied, yeah. it's what's a, what's an hour? You know, to take nothing, a to take a well. test just to said, st- we've actually got some doctors. We've got four doctors we're working with at the moment, you know. And of course, they come along a little bit on the reluctant side because they feel that they should already know this. But I go, mm. look, look, don't don't do that because you weren't taught this. What we're going to teach you weren't taught at school. So look, mm. we just we call our thing the couples intimate relationship education program, which is a bit of a mouthful, but it's mm. true. We're going to teach you what you never were taught. So, uh, but the doctors, um, one of them said to me the other day, you know, I really feel we should know this. I said, I know, but you weren't taught it. But let me ask you a question, because look, they, everybody looks for a quick fix. How long did it take you to become a doctor? Two of them are surgeons, yeah? So that's like mm. extra learning, you know? And they said seven years, seven mm. years of going to university and whatever it is they did and get their PhDs and whatever, you know? So I said, well, look, let's not expect that you can turn your life around from a like a five out of 10, let's call it, to a 10 out of 10 in one minute or five minutes or 10 minutes. Mm. You know, when people ask me, how long did it take me to go, you know, from a five out of 10, I went from a five to, I got I scored 54 and then scored 88. That took me 18 months, mm. 18 months of learning the sort of stuff in more detail than we've shared today. We've mm. given sort of a bit of an overview or a framework of what it might take, but you need to delve into a bit more detail. So an hour here, an hour there, and putting in the effort and being, you know, committed and determined, uh, consistently committed and determined to have a better yeah. life, our component. And you need to be optimistic as well. You need to like mm. put an optimistic hat on and go, yeah, actually, and I get excited about it, you know, because mm. why wouldn't you be excited about improving your life? Um mm. But, you know, it's not for everybody. And most yeah. of the people that are not, have, like you said, got that, they're in that disempowered state. But look, like like us, we're only a, you know, a web address away. We're yeah. you know, literally yeah. like, type something in and then you could get started. Yeah. 
and you go right that's my first step that's your yeah. and that give you your first change of perception yeah you know, yeah door opening that little crack of light crack of light yeah exactly because that's the thing it it is the first step is the hardest it's always, and then always. and then after that it's just like a gentle a little walk a little power yeah. walk into a jog into a run and then you're away but i think it's that it's that as you say first of all having awareness then doing something then yeah. having the will and the commitment to be consistent and yeah. consistently work because if we want to change our lives we have to that there is Working, yeah, you've got to put the yeah. work in. You know, it's like anything. If you want to get good at anything, you've got to put some work in. You've got to practice. Yeah. You yeah. can't go to the gym and one for one day and then walk out looking, you know, like fantastic, can you? you have to <laughs> yeah. keep going oh, back and keep going back. This is like yeah. the life gym. You've got to go to the life gym. The go, life right, gym. Work gym that muscle. muscle. Work that muscle. Yeah. yeah. And repetition is a very important element. You know, it really is. So yeah. I think it's like diving into it with enthusiasm and excitement to find yeah. out what you didn't learn yeah. that could change everything for you, you know. And it's yeah. for all of us. So, you know, that's why it's like a sweet shop, you know. Well, that's not a good example. But yeah. <laughs> you go in, back, back away from the sugar, Tony. Back away. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You can choose where you go first. You know, where's my yeah. most fun? That's where the happy test is really good because you go like, which area of my life is giving me the most pain? Let me start there. Because yeah. if you improve that one, the, the knock-on effect to the others is huge. So you yeah. will you improve one thing, then everything starts to move and change, you know. Yeah, brilliant. Tony, Tony, t- Tony, Tony, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you for sharing your view of the world and how you worked in the world and how and and the amazing realizations that you had that have enabled you to change your life and as I say change the lives of of lots of people for the better um and and uh dear listeners if you would like um to hear more about this uh please uh follow the links in the show notes um and also please uh like and comment and subscribe and follow and let me know um let me know your thoughts so thank you for listening and uh, i'll see you next time